open our service this morning singing about the great I am, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the Ancient of Days. Every tongue in heaven and earth shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne in worship. You will be exalted, O God, and your kingdom shall not pass away. Sing with us. to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. Thank you. 
years I spent, years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died on Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. inspiration. May we always be reminded about Calvary and may we be driven to live sold out for him. Our prayers that our lives, everything we do, everything we say will bring glory to him. In my life, Lord, be glorified.
Thank you, worship team. 
And thank you for coming to church today. It seems half the church or more are on vacation. Or maybe they heard that I'm speaking, they didn't want to come, okay. <laughs> well, I rejoice in uh, the opportunity of having each and every person going on vacation. This is a, uh, a right for each and every one. We work hard during the year and they just uh, love to go on vacation and vacation is good. So to those who are on vacation, God bless you, be with you and bring you back safely to us. And we have some sick people, those who are ill, we pray that the Lord will heal them and bring them back to us safely. So with that, let's start our, our sermon today. Uh, hopefully, I won't be late and it'll be, we'll get you out of here as quick as possible. Let's open our Bibles to the, I have two verses to read. One is in John chapter 1, John chapter 1. Well, I was going to read uh, one verse, but let's read three verses. Chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being by him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. Verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Let me repeat that. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Turn to John chapter 10, please. Turn with me, John chapter 10 and verse 10. And I hope you will remember this verse all your life. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. I repeat, I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly. Many Christians find themselves living far short of what could be classified as the abundant life. I want to talk about this life, the true Christian life, the abundant life today. Many who confess even Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior find life to be sometimes like a, like a desert, like a barren desert, as one disappointment after another come into their lives. And sad to say that quite a few have become discouraged, unable to achieve the full experience of an abundant life. The abundant life, I hope you agree with me, is not the affluent life that we see around us. 
Something it's in terms of possessing, possessing things. Some pride themselves of great achievements and others by mere control of things in this world. This is not what our Savior means by the abundant life. And if we leave it up to us, we can come with so many, so many things to describe the abundant life. But I tell you one thing, the abundant life starts with knowing Jesus Christ as Savior. And then, as we give ourselves to the Lord, life begins. And then, as the Bible says, he is life. And he will give us this abundant life. I want to concentrate on three things. First, what is the abundant life, he says. What is the abundant life? It's the full life in Jesus Christ. And he wanted this for us. He did not come to judge us. He came to save us. He did not come to give us a mediocrity of a Christian life. Not that. It wasn't that. He didn't die on the cross for that. He did not come to let us uh, go by through life. No. He came to give us the best of life. And that's why the Lord Jesus Christ says, I have come to give them life and more abundantly. He said that. Someone wrote, that the abundant life is a life of prayer. I want, I'm going to talk about that. But I want to bring three things to you. Experiencing the power of prayer is one of it. Secondly, a commitment to Christ as Lord with a genuine faith. And thirdly, the obedient life will crown it all. Three things. Prayer is much more than bringing a grocery list to God. Do you understand that? Okay. It's a precious experience. God requires us to be prayerful Christians. It's a really a precious dialogue between a loving, trusting child of God and our Heavenly Father. But today, I notice, and I hope you noticed with me, to our sad souls, the appetite for prayer is not that good. And in most cases, it does not exist. And you ask why the Christians are not living on a higher level. You ask why the mediocrity in our lives? Why half-half? Well, our prayer life is not as it should be. If we look at the churches today around us, all included, 
there's some emphasis given to a business meeting than to a prayer meeting. I hope you see that with me. A business meeting, everybody likes to attend. A prayer meeting, so few. There's more interest in church concert and activity more than a prayer meeting. And you ask, where is the abundant life? Ask yourself. And generally speaking, we have forgotten why mediocrity is prevailing in our church today. And I can tell you it's simply lack of prayer. Do you want the abundant life? Let's start on our knees first. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. That's in Timothy, 1 Timothy 5.17. And what the church needs today is not more activities, nor new methods or programs, but men whom the Holy Spirit can use. Men of prayer. Men and women of prayer. Mighty in prayer. The Holy Spirit does not flow through programs, but through men and women of prayer. He does not come through plans, but on people and with people. He does not empower methods, but empowers the church members, men and women together, and gives them power, the power of prayer. So it's not, the abundant life is not in programs, as I said. It's not in a revival made by men and women. The real abundant life comes through people in prayer. We thank God when we started the church, we started it with a prayer meeting. This is a praying church. But lately, I have not seen in the prayer meeting for men, all the men there, to come eagerly to pray for each other and pray for the church and pray for our country and pray for salvation of souls. Prayer meeting is important and I'd like to encourage you to do that. Martin Luther once said, prayer is the most important thing in my life. You want the abundant life, make that the most important thing in your life. If I should, he said, if I should neglect prayer for a single day, I should lose a great deal of fire of faith. That's a man of God. Another man of God wrote, if the world is ever again to get on its feet, the church will have to get on its knees. The good Lord encouraged us and encouraged our church with a praying 
men and women, let's keep it. You want the abundant life. You want the full life with Jesus Christ. You want the joy of life. You want the joy of salvation to be always exuberant in your life. How's your prayer life? Start there. <coughs> Start there. And he did miracles in this church as a result of prayers. He saved souls. He healed people. He took care of many, many problems. Through prayers, he gave us this whole building, this whole church through prayers. He did these miracles. And guess what? He is still working in spite of our lukewarm situation. And for that, we are eternally thankful. But let's remember, if you want the zeal, if you want really the abundant life, the life of the Lord in you and in me, in us, well, let's start to be on our knees. Continue to be men and women of prayers, please. Show, show it by being in the prayer meeting, encouraging each other, and then you will have a taste of the abundant life I am talking about. I have come to give them life and life more abundantly, more fully. The second point that we need to do to live committed to Christ as Lord with a genuine faith. Why is it, my question, I'm looking at, why is it so many who profess to know Jesus Christ as Lord fall far short from the um, abundant life, from living a full life for Jesus Christ? Is it because we have a false concept of what is the abundant life? As it's easy. It's a life fully surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ and enjoying your salvation day after day. It's not I'm hanging in there. Though we, are, we sometimes we hang in there. It's not I'm hanging in there. In the Christian life, God did not save you to hang in there. God saved you to enjoy his fullness day after day and his presence day after day and his joy a day after day. And that's why he came to give us such a wonderful life. Do we have this concept? I hope so. Is it because we expect God to hand us something on a silver platter after we get saved? Because, you see, God, I accepted you as Savior. You have to give me the abundant life. No. The abundant life is promised to those who totally commit themselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. In uh, this text that we read, who said these words? It's from the lips of the Savior. He said, I have come to give you an abundant life. Christian, are you enjoying that? Are you living in sadness or perplexity? And you don't know somewhere what's happening to you? Or you're living above this? Are you living daily in mediocrity? Or living above that? Enjoying the abundant life? 
whatever happens, Jesus loves us. And his desire for us that we experience more than just mere existence in the Christian life. I am making it. No, this is not. God created us to enjoy life, as I said. He created us to be in constant fellowship with him. Do you know what the Bible says? Do you know what he said? He said, I have my delight in the sons of men. It's in the Bible. Proverbs 8.31. I have my delight. I enjoy. I rejoice to have a friendship with you. I delight to have that. And are we giving him the opportunity? Or are we busy, sad in our day-to-day -day activities, forgetting that we are children of God? He created us for a life of nobility. A life above the scene. An abundant life. You know what? The Christian life is meant to be a feast rather than a fast. Did you get that? To be full than being hungry. Are you full with the word of God? When you spend that time on your knees in the morning and when you get up, you get up full. You get up enjoying the Lord because there and then you have communicated with your creator and you know which way to go during the day. But if we forget to do that, then the day changes. God means for our life to add rather than subtract. He's the God of addition. He did not come to take from you. He came to give you. I said, I give you life and life more abundantly. He wants you to have a surplus. Surplus of gifts, surplus of joy, surplus of happiness, than a total deficit from all these characteristics. We are called to trust him fully with unwavering faith. And this is what we need to do. It means to unite with him and let him be the controlling partner in our lives. Is God your partner? Is he involved in everything in your life? Or you say, well, I, I, I cannot bring this subject before him. Do you think if you don't bring the subject in prayer before him, he is going to be to forget about it? Don't you think he sees everything? And if you hide, hide a certain situation that your conscience is not, you're struggling with, and you, you cannot call it, Okay, and you say, you, you classify it, you say, well, later on I get, I get to it. Don't you think the Lord has seen that already? Don't you think he knows of our failures, our weaknesses, and our sins? So the best thing to do is confess them and declare that we, we're weak and we need strength from him and open up clearly to him and then you know what what he will not judge us he will pick you up and walk with you because he wants to give you 
a life of abundance in his presence. Don't hide from him. A sin there, confess it and bring it before him. The word of God is, is clear. It says, trust the Lord with all your heart. And do good. And he says, dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and, what, and he will give you all the desires of your heart. Why are we living in famine? I want to encourage you today. I don't think in all my messages I tend to discourage. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage myself. He delights to be with us. Would you reciprocate the feeling and delight to be with him? Would you give him all? Would you open the books? Would you say, Lord... This is it. I put it on the altar today. Look at me. Look at my failures. Look at my weaknesses. Look at my sins. Here they are. Look at my job. Look at my life. So many times we hide things. And we think, okay, we got away with it. And we got away. Hello. He's God. He created you. He knows, he knows the feelings. He knows the hearts. He knows everything we go through. Bring him up. Because there is nothing, nothing we can hide. Everything, the Bible says, is naked before the eyes who knows everything. And then, when we do that, and we know that here's the God, he's the Lord, he's the one who created us, and he wants to have fellowship with us and delight to be talking to us every day. You know what happened? Then you start living on a higher plane. You're not going through the day with your head bowed down. And I don't know what to do. I don't know. Shall I admit? Shall I confess? Or shall I not? Shall I talk to the Lord and talk to someone else? Talk to the Lord first. And you know, you might not be in need of someone else. Confess that sin and let him take charge of your life. Oh, we need to experience this abundant life. I encourage you. I encourage you to be open with your Savior. To be open with the Lord and give him your all. And you know what? You'll have him to forgive you. You'll have him to guide you. You'll have him to love you. You'll have his presence with you daily. And if this is not the abundant life, what is? Last word. To experience this abundant life, you have to live a life of obedience. You always hear me, obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. I was talking to someone, and I was telling him, the Lord demands our obedience. And I said there, he said, really? I said, that's right, unconditional obedience. 
Can you say the Lord wants my obedience, unconditional obedience? We spent about five minutes trying to get out of his mouth to say, I an unconditional obedience to the Lord. It didn't come out. Couldn't. And he says he's a believer. I'll tell you one thing. Lord, I want to obey you unconditionally. Can you say that? It's the secret of joy. It's the secret of daily strength for each and every one of us. The true child of our Lord hears his voice and what happens? And follows him. Because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. What do, what, what's the word follow? They follow me. They disobey me. They obey me. He shows us the way. And if we go another way, that's disobedience. But if we follow him, that is true obedience. And guess what? I believe in, in total obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what he meant by the abundant life. So you mean I, I cannot talk to him about this situation? He said no. And you feel it's yes. And sometimes God's no doesn't make sense to you. Well, since when do we have more sense than God? And really, I'm amazed at those people who argue with God, who negotiate. They are senseless. Allow me to say that. But when we say, Lord, yes, I always say, God is looking, repeat with me, for yes men and women. And when you are a yes man, you don't argue with him. Oh, this is obedience. This is life lived at its highest level. And there is no substitute for obedience. Do you have any word other than obedience you want to tell the Lord, I will be, what, half obedient? Do you have any substitute for the word obedience? No. There is no substitute for that. And there is no joy in the life of a person who is disobedient to the will of God. Life at its fullest is to live in complete harmony with his will. Now, do we obey, obey God because we fear wrath of judge or judgment? Oh, if I don't do this. Uh, do we feel uh, he will break our leg or burn down our house if we disobey? Do you feel this way? Do you feel that Christianity is, set, is a set of rules to be obeyed? And... Uh, our satisfaction comes from doing a good job by keeping the rules. God forbid. God forbid that Christianity is a rules of do's and don'ts. This is not Christianity. Christianity is a grace from God. There should be no place for legalism in the life of the believer in the church of God. Take that. Take it 
to the bank of God. We don't obey because we fear. We obey because it is our delight to obey. Because we love the Lord. We obey because he has done so much for us and we have done so little for him. We obey because love is never content to accept but must always give. Jesus said, if you love me, what? You will keep my commandments. That's a synonym for obeying. Disobedience not only breaks the laws of God, it also breaks the heart of God. You want an abundant life? Let us be obedient. People, men and women of prayer, and people committed to the Lord. I read about an incident. Mike can relate to that. It's recorded of a pilot who, has, who was having trouble bringing his plane down to land. From the control tower, he was given instruction. But there is a pole there, he objected. The answer came back to him. You take care of instructions, we will take care of obstructions. We have a book of instructions. And whatever this book says, let us follow. You want the abundant life? Take that book and apply it to your life. I have no words to give you. I have no wisdom that can stand before the wisdom of the word of God. You want a full life in Jesus Christ? Follow this book. You want to live happily ever after? Read the Bible. And follow what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling you. This is, in my opinion, and the opinion of the Bible, how we can reach the abundant life. Let us make a total response to the Lord of life and love who loved us very much. He wants to help us experience this wonderful life that he talks about. He said it from his full lips. I want to give you a fulfilled life, abundant. Let's not be satisfied with a fraction of his blessings. We want every blessing. Let's be selfish in that. We want God to bless me. Well, what's in return for me? To be obedient, to be a person of prayer, and to crown him Lord of my life. And we want that abundant life and the full treatment, nothing less than that. Do you? Do you need it? Do you want it? Let's consecrate ourselves to him and be true Christians and live for him. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for giving us the opportunity today to come to your church and be together, break bread together, and then listen to your words from your holy book. And Lord, help us to obey you, to live enjoying this wonderful life that you have planned for our lives. And if we're not living it, it's not because you didn't want it. No, you meant it for us, but it's our lives. Deal with us, Lord. Take away all sins. 
take away everything that is not according to your will in our lives. Help us to be open with you. Help us to be men and women of prayer and help us to dedicate ourselves to total obedience to your word, Lord. And with this, we can really experience the life of fullness with you. We mention those who are vacationing everywhere. Be with them. Bless them and bring them back to us safely. And those who are bedridden, Lord, touch them and heal them. We'd love to see them soon amongst us. Dismiss us, we pray, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The meeting is over. God bless you and be with you. And it's nice to spend some time with you this afternoon.